Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is Westward. Westward is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Episode 5. This will be a war. The National Basketball Association played its first Christmas Day game in 1947 and have played on the holiday ever since. Welcome to NBA Christmas Special and Merry Christmas. With the birth of the modern NBA, the league has made its Christmas Day games a hallmark for fans, scheduling the league's most anticipated matchups on Christmas Day. In 2019, that matchup took place in Los Angeles, where the Lakers look to avenge their season-opening loss to the Clippers. Fires up a three-pointer, and that'll do it. The Clippers with a huge win. I like the fact that to have two teams in town that are very competitive, it's going to be fun if we get to play them in the playoffs. 
the Clipper team stays healthy, it will be more than a competitive series. Okay, this will be a war. In 1970, the team that would become the Los Angeles Clippers were born to an investment firm out of Manhattan named Newberger Loeb & Company. The group intended to purchase the NBA franchise that had been awarded to the city of Buffalo and had organized a contest in the city to name the new team, the winner of which would receive season tickets. Of over 14,000 contestants, Dave Lejewski of Dunkirk's would be awarded the seats. The name he had chosen for Buffalo's team would be the Braves. We're going to swing out on WBEN in Buffalo, New York with basketball. Let's all sit back and enjoy the Buffalo Braves. But the Braves would enter the 1970 season with no owner when Newberger Loeb & Company failed to deliver the $3.7 million franchise fee. In what could really only be described as Clipper genealogy, the franchise started out in default. When the Newberger Lowgrove went south, ownership reverted back to the NBA, who then had to scour the Buffalo area for someone gutsy enough or rich enough to invest in a pro basketball team. The league would find one in Paul Snyder. Buffalo won an expansion team from the uh, NBA in 1970 and they awarded it to a group in New York uh, who got into financial trouble and the league came back and took over the franchise and asked a guy named Peter Poth. Peter was the senior partner of Pete Marwick accounting firm at the time to find a new owner for the team. And it turned out I had just sold Freezer Queen to Nabisco and Peter Poth was a very good tax guy and found out that when you buy a sports franchise, you can write off 92% of the cost against the players. And so it was a great business deal. And I ended up buying the team. I had never even seen an NBA game before. <laughs> so I, anyway, I went and saw it. And I loved owning the Braves. The NBA as a whole was still trying to sell their ticket as well. Though prior to the 1970 season, the league had finally landed their first major television contract with ABC. It would be a logistical and ratings disaster for the network. The root of the problem was really the fact that the NBA was not popular. Two years earlier, the AP did a survey. And the NBA, professional basketball, was the eighth most popular sport in the country behind the likes of golf, tennis, and auto racing. On top of that, the ABA had formed in 1967, and it was not only poaching great players like Connie Hawkins, Spencer Haywood, and Rick Barry, it was poaching fans. With a three-point line, a wide-open game, and an iconic red, white, and blue ball, the ABA was also poaching markets. Fearing that the upstart league would overtake them, the NBA began an accelerated but unwarranted expansion. Decades removed from its inception, the NBA was at a crossroad. It had still yet to define itself, and despite its expansion, the game was still firmly ensconced in East Coast regionalism. The NBA really needed something to put them in the public psyche. The league had boasted superstars and had boasted super teams, 
but it really failed to connect with the broader American fan base that wanted more in their sports. They wanted more than just wins or dynasties. They wanted myth. And there was nothing to suggest that this would come from Los Angeles in 71-72. It had been three years since the Los Angeles Lakers had stunned the basketball world by adding Wilt Chamberlain to their star-studded roster. And three years, two coaches, and one GM later, the team still had nothing to show for it. The glitz and glamour of the early Lakers had worn thin by now, and seven trips to the finals with seven losses only affirmed what had already been believed, that East Coast basketball was the real basketball. L.A. was an outpost, and the Lakers' brand of basketball was now associated with the SoCal culture, apathetic and soft, all style and no substance. Games played at the Lakers' forum in Inglewood would only reinforce the perception. The only venue in the league that would never dim its crowd lights would find fans craning their necks to get a glimpse of the growing amount of celebrities in the stands. Games appeared to be more social event than competition. The game of basketball, as played in Los Angeles, went through a transformation during the lean years, the years when they had trouble getting by the Boston Celtics and, uh, and obtaining the championship that they really wanted to win after all of those frustrating losses. And what happened over that period of time molded the men that played the game in Los Angeles. Entering the 1971-72 NBA season, the franchise would appear to take another step backwards when the team moved to hire local USC legend Bullseye Bill Sharman to take over the reins of head coach. The new coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, William Walton Sharman. Do you feel looking at the talent on the Laker team, its age and its recent injuries, that this is or can be a winning basketball team, a championship team? Definitely. Naturally, there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts, but if they can stay healthy to begin with, I think we have a very strong chance of uh, winning the world's championship. Sharman was an ABA drifter who had coached the ABL's Jets back in 1960 when the Lakers moved from Minnesota. His most recent job was with the Utah Stars, who didn't even contest the fact that he broke his contract. Sharman wouldn't receive the welcome home party he was expecting, as the response from fans and press were tepid at best. So too were the feelings from the players themselves. He was a, a crazy competitor when he played, and uh, there wasn't a bad bone in his body. And uh, he came here to Los Angeles, and I'll never forget. Uh, I was, you know, always used to scoring a lot of points and being um, being a part of three guys now instead of it was Baylor and West, Mr. Inside, Mr. Outside. And then was added Chamberlain to the mix. And, um, so we had star power. Um, Bill said to me before training camp, he said, look, he said, I know this is maybe difficult for you to understand, but he said, I want you to lead the league and assist. I said, you know, I try to do that now, but the emphasis has been on, Elgin and I scoring a lot, and now we have Will, and, and frankly, I don't like to play that way. The team's willingness to give Bill Sharman a chance would be put to the test early in his coaching tenure, when Bullseye Bill instituted what was widely decried by basketball pundits at the time 
as pointless, the morning shoot-around on game day. While Charmin is credited with its creation, its origin and purpose has been shrouded in myth. The two prevailing myths about Bill Charmin's shoot-around both involve Wilt Chamberlain. The first one is that he created the shoot-around to curb Wilt's legendary late-night proclivities. And that is not true. Sherman himself used to do game day shoot-arounds when he was with Boston, and he brought it wherever he coached, starting in the ABA. The second myth is that Wilt hated it, and this was probably true. But it was also true that Wilt wanted to win, and when Sherman told him about the shoot-arounds, his response was, Coach, I usually don't get out of bed until noon, but if you think it will help, I'll go along, as long as we win. But at the onset of the new NBA season, the L.A. Lakers didn't. With three of their primary players in their 30s, the team was sluggish out of the gates. And in a stunning turn of events, less than two weeks into the season, the franchise would then have to watch as its heart and soul would choose to walk away from the game. I went to practice and said, Elgin Baylor's going to retire. I went, oh my God, I can't believe this guy shared so much with me. He's going to be gone. He's not around. I, I was crushed, okay? And, but if you're competitive and you care about winning, you just go play. I certainly would like to take this opportunity to thank the many people who have made my 13 years enjoyable and successful career. And I just don't know what else to say, but thank you very much. You are listening to Westward on the Dan Patrick Podcast Network. We'll be right back. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. 
Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It was really a difficult time for the organization. Elgin Baylor had given everything he had to the team, but 13 years in the league is a lot of miles. And Bill Sharman had brought in a new style of play that Elgin really just couldn't physically keep up with. It was an absolute divorce from the East Coast brand of basketball that had crushed the Lakers for over a decade, one that they had tried themselves for the previous three years. Bill Sharman did a 180. He had the team run. And run, the Lakers did. First game after Elgin retires, the Lakers beat Baltimore. The next night, Oakland, they beat Golden State. From there, they couldn't be stopped. They just kept winning and winning and winning. And the game ends with a 40-point Laker victory. 40 points. There was something inside this group that uh, was just different. Uh, as say we could win a slow game. The Lakers cannot be stopped. They win their fourth game in a row. A real physical game. As the Lakers win handily over one of the biggest threats in the Pacific Division. But if it's a high-scoring game, he had no chance. He weren't going to win that. Final score, Los Angeles, 115, the Supersonics, 107. California people don't know it, but if you're a little boy and you take a, you're in the snow area, and take a, make a snowball and just start rolling. Eight wins in a row. Get bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, if you're on a hill, because of the weight involved. The Lakers tackle the Cleveland Cavaliers and manage an easy win over the expansion team. Just go straight down the hill and get gigantic. And who says number 13 is a jinx? The Lakers win with ease. It just picks up snow. And this team was very much like that. It was as if everything the Lakers had aspired to be and every frustration after a decade of futility, the move, the change in ownership, the trade, the coaching changes, everything finally coalesced. The Lakers win their 18th game in a row. The Lakers would go on the longest streak in the history of professional sports. And it wasn't just the wins that attracted attention. It was the manner in which they were achieved. The average margin of victory for the streak was 17 points. Everyone who thought Jerry West and Will Chamberlain were too old were wrong. They just weren't being utilized correctly. The Los Angeles Lakers, the all-time consecutive game winning king, 21 in a row. Shaman had Wilkins focus on rebounds and protecting the paint. He only averaged 14 points over the course of the season, but he still grabbed almost 20 rebounds a game and blocked at least six shots. And Jerry was given the ability to play in a fast-paced, free-flowing offense which allowed his basketball brilliance to take over. He averaged a career high in assists and still poured in 26 points per game. 30 in a row and two calendar months without a loss. We'd have every element you, had, you could have. We had rebounding, shot blocking, 
a few individual great defenders, uh, the ability to score, and but the ability to just shut out people. I mean, it was crazy some of the time. And at that point in time, travel wasn't easy. And, and it was, I mean, you'd find yourself getting into a game after playing the night before because you had no charter flights. Uh, you would get in the night before, maybe at three or four o'clock in the morning and have to play a, sometimes an afternoon game. Fan favorite Gail Goodrich had returned from Phoenix. And with a stellar bench, led by scrappy New Yorkers Pat Riley and Leroy Ellis, the Lakers would win and have a blast doing it. 14 and 12. That was a good move, man. But no player or incident would bring the team more collective laughter than one that involved their smooth shooting guard, Flynn Robinson. Robinson with that fadeaway jump. Flynn was a great shooter. He was one of the guys I really liked. I really, really liked. And he he loved basketball. He kind of had a real nice, simple way about him. You know, he was just bubbly and enthusiastic. Well, Flynn came back, you know, he was he was losing his hair and he came back to training camp one year and all of a sudden he's got a he's got some hair, man. One night in Philadelphia we we're playing and he was, you know, he was really clever around the basket, ducking and diving and made a layup and all of a sudden this other team called a timeout and I came over and I looked at his hair and it's like sideways. <laughs> Somebody had hit him in the head, and it looked like there were bobby pins in it, okay? <laughs> so we go back out in the court, and I guess it, it became dislodged, obviously. And he was running down the court, and I, the, the late Chick Hearn, who was funny as heck, he said, my goodness, he looked like a white-tailed deer with his, <laughs> with his tail in the air when he's running. Unlike Robinson's hairpiece, the Laker train would stay on track long after the team would break their previous winning streak of 20 games. As it did, the Los Angeles Lakers became the biggest story in professional sports. Most thought the win streak might end at 21, but it continued, and the attendance grew. Packed houses greeted them at home as well as on the road. The Lakers were now a national sensation. On paper, the only team that could compete with the Lakers that year was the Milwaukee Bucks, who had smoked them in the Western Conference Finals the previous season. The Bucks had the great Oscar Robertson, they had Lou Alcindor, AKA Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was really just coming into his own as a superstar, that was his third season. And as the streak grew and grew, everyone had that January 9th game in Milwaukee circled on their calendar. In a twist of fate, Alcindor, who was the top pick in the 1969 draft, hadn't planned on playing in Milwaukee. He was actually slated to be a Los Angeles Laker. So right before the 1969 NBA draft, so Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who had gone to UCLA right down the street from the forum, who was practically bred to be a Laker, had to wait. Because right before the 1969 NBA draft, the league ended its policy of territorial rights. There's been a lot of tall guys. What set Kareem apart? I watch some of these centers today, and there's a few that get some ink. He would embarrass them because of the incredible footwork. He was nasty, too. He would knock you on your fanny. And he had the greatest shot ever. You could not stop him. I mean, he was, and he was like poetry in motion for a long, long time. 
The Lakers' 33rd consecutive win would come in Atlanta. And though the Hawks had given the Lakers a game a month prior in Los Angeles, the Lakers would unleash a 44-point beatdown to set up their matchup with Al Cinder and the Bucks. And as it happens in basketball sometimes, the Lakers couldn't miss in Atlanta, but the next night when they got to Milwaukee, they couldn't find the basket. The Lakers could do nothing right, while Milwaukee did nothing wrong. With the season at the halfway point, it was inevitable that the amazing win streak would eventually be stopped. January 9th, 1972. The win streak wasn't just a record. It really propelled professional basketball into the mainstream because now the public had a reason to pay attention, to watch history be made. The Lakers became the water cooler talk, and it finally put basketball on par with baseball and football. The Lakers, previously renowned for their failure in the NBA Finals, would now be remembered for not only a winning streak that still stands to this day, but for something that meant more than all the records in the world for their point guard from Kennewa County, West Virginia. The season is officially over, world champion. You are listening to Westward on the Dan Patrick Podcast Network. We'll be right back. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. 
until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. You know, as a player, uh, honestly, I didn't even understand that until probably two weeks after we'd won. <clears throat> you know, you saw all the positive things written, and, uh, you know, I, I, honestly, I didn't think I played very well in that playoff and probably... Uh, didn't contribute like I normally did in the playoff, but it tells you that this is a team game first and foremost. And it's not about about individuals. Uh, it's a game of team, a teamwork, and we won as a team. And uh, uh, you know, winning as many games we did that year, 33 games in a row, uh, it was a pretty amazing season. And uh, just it was like the capping on the top of a, a cake. Okay, that was a cherry up there that everyone had wanted to get to, and they got it. And the city was, it was really kind of the start of a, a regeneration of the fans in Los Angeles. And all of a sudden, this was a championship team in Los Angeles, not in Minneapolis. Just hard to feel like, oh my gosh, we finally did something important. Though Jerry West would relish the championship, the departure of Elgin Baylor earlier that season had left an indelible mark. And while that void would never be filled, he would forge a kinship with another teammate. This one, the Lakers' enigmatic giant, Will Chamberlain. The more I got to know him, uh, you know, he was this bigger-than-life character, big voice. Uh, he would always embellish a few things in life. Uh, I remember some of the time that one of the stories he told about driving from New York City to San Francisco in 23 hours. <laughs> I would like to see that happen, okay? But he was he was really different in a good way. Got to know about him. Um, his last year in the league, uh, we would have dinner in his room, my gosh, on the road, a lot together to talk about things other than basketball. Um, I think that's when I really got to know him and knew what made him tick. A very proud man, very proud. Uh, never thought he got enough credit. There is a famous picture that I saw of him that I always used to make reference to uh, with regards to him. He's standing at midcourt with his hands on his hip. It's like one of the most regal pictures I've ever seen. And I think that attested to who he really was. At the time, Jerry West himself would be part of another iconic picture. Alan Siegel, founder of the branding company Siegel & Gale, had scoured the league's archived photos searching for a photo that he believed best captured the essence of the NBA. Eventually, he found a photo on the cover of Sports Review magazine in 1968 that featured Jerry West dribbling the ball through traffic. Siegel modified the photo for the NBA, who adopted it as the league's newly unveiled logo. Though it was always widely believed that the logo was in fact Jerry West, the NBA has never officially revealed that fact. By doing so, the league would most likely have to pay Jerry West billions of dollars. That season, the Lakers 1971-72 season was a watershed moment for the league. It really marked the birth of the modern NBA. 
because the Lakers that year had done for the game of basketball what the Jets had done for the game of football, what the Giants and Dodgers had done for baseball. They made it important. They made it national. Change is not always a constant in professional basketball. Though the league is in constant flux, amending its rules, modifying its game and rebranding its image, and its teams change ownership, coaches, and philosophies. While some dynasties are built over seasons of hard work and others appear without warning, others seem to occupy a time and space in sports that is unchanging. In the Excalibur fable, they are neither sword nor king. They are stone. Tonight, the Braves take on the Milwaukee Bucks, one of two teams in the NBA they have never beaten. Of course, the other is Boston. 109 to 105. Cleveland very well might let them take any shot they'd like. Ball is tipped away, and that will do it. The Braves look for better days. They will indeed be a team on the rebound. What happens to a franchise when history is troubled and place is unsteady and there is no forgiveness? 2,500 miles northeast of L.A. It was cloudy and 43 in Buffalo, home of the Los Angeles Lakers' future co-tenant. While the Los Angeles Lakers had made history during the 1971-72 season, the Buffalo Braves were on the brink of being history. With a record of 22 and 60, the Braves had finished last in the Eastern Conference. And in just two years, with the organization's difficulty on and off of the court, rumors had already spread of a pending relocation. Despite this, owner Paul Snyder was adamant when he pledged, the Braves will never leave Buffalo. It would be a promise he wouldn't keep. Next time on Westward. The moves that Jerry West and the Clippers front office had made, moves that changed both the course and culture of the team, were made on the anniversary of what was the franchise's biggest move. The one that had taken them from their original home. On July 7th, 1978, the Buffalo Braves left Buffalo. In a city that has experienced its share of sporting disappointments, no event cut deeper for Gleason than the loss of the Braves. And uh, Paul Snyder thought it was a good idea that if he could partner up with John Y. Brown, Snyder figured that if he partnered with John Y. Brown as the ABA started to dissolve, this would be an opportunity for him to gain more leverage. And then it all just went south. What happened next never would again. Celtics were owned by Irv Levin at the time. And so John Y. Brown... He had a conversation with Irv Levin, who was trying to get out of Boston. Brown was trying to get out of Buffalo. So they essentially swapped franchises. My dad and I did not have a good relationship. The one area where we really connected was sports, in particular basketball. So when he called me, he said, we're, we're bringing uh, the team, the Braves, to San Diego. In a coda to the franchise swap that would bring the Clippers one step closer to Los Angeles, one that is surely to sting their long-suffering fans. In the part of the deal where he would choose which players to go with him to San Diego and become Clippers, 
Levin passed on the Celtics' 1978 top draft pick, an unknown forward from French Lick, Indiana. My dad had no clue, didn't know who this guy was, how good he was or anything, he just knew on, that they had this, this guy. This, my dad didn't know too much about it. And so he, he said, well, we'll take Freeman Williams. I don't know if you remember Freeman Williams. The almost Clipper would go on to lead the Boston Celtics to three world championships and become one of the greatest players in league history. His name was Larry Bird. I mean, it's just such a Buffalo thing to have happen. Like, the confluence of things that could have gone right that just didn't go right. It's not just the Bills and Scott Norwood and Wide Wright and four Super Bowls. It's also the Braves. And for them to take that with them to San Diego and the Clippers, and the Clippers being terrible for all those years, well, for an 11-year-old kid, fine by me. Westwood is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network, iHeartRadio, and Joy Road Entertainment in association with Workhouse Media and Sugar 23. Executive produced by Paul Anderson and Nick Panella for Workhouse Media and by Michael Sugar and Mike Mayo for Sugar 23. Joy Road Entertainment is P.G. Cuccieri, Jim Young, Matthew Hatchett, Tim Livingston, and I'm Bobby Glanton Smith. Produced by Casey Whalen, edited by Sarah Bukinski. Producers would like to thank Brian Short, Jerry West, Larry Earl Jr., and the late, great Elgin Baylor. Westward is narrated by Emmy Award winner Keith David. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.